something with you today. It's about hearing the voice of God. And I only wish when I was young in the Lord that I would have known how and what to do to hear the voice of God. And I want to share that with you. And, uh, you know, I, I was in a dental dentist's office about six months ago. And I was in this, this room, and I heard this voice in the other room. And I haven't heard that voice for about 10 years. And I knew who that was right away. I knew, you ever done that? You can hear a voice, and you don't have to see it. You don't have to see that person, but you know the voice. What's the same with God? God wants, to, God wants us to come to the place that we will recognize and know his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow. Now, as a shepherd, and we're not used to shepherds. We've we never seen shepherds. We never, you know, not in our days, but in, in days of past, shepherd, when they had sheep, they lived with the sheep. They went to bed with them, they laid down with them, and they walked through the day, they walked with them. The sheep, from baby lambs to big lambs, big sheep, I don't know what name of them, <laughs> they got to know the voice of the shepherd. So when the shepherd spoke, their ears perked up, and they moved, or they listened, or if there was a warning, they came to him. And it's the same Jesus saying, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow. So this is a number one question I, I, I wanted to ask you is, why, and I'm just going to open the floor here just for a moment here. To, I'm going to ask you this question. Maybe some of you can answer this for me. Why would you want to hear the voice of God? Can somebody give me that? Why would you want to hear the voice of God? We're at, John's been act, actively getting everybody going here. Why would you want to hear the voice of God? Go ahead. For guidance. Amen. For guidance, direction, right? To know what to do. To know what to do. Yeah, so um, maybe if you're buying a house, or you got two houses, you want, you got a choice between two houses, and you're not sure, Lord, which house? Or maybe you want to, you're, you're going into a career, you young people are going into a career, you don't know what college course to take or what university course to take, or whether you want to go into... You just don't... Not sure. You want direction. Many of us are looking for direction in our lives, and he's there to direct us, right? So that's one reason why you want to hear the voice of God. What's another reason? For comfort. Exactly. You want to hear the God, the Lord's voice, during times of comfort. Maybe I should, if I could share this with you. Uh, Debbie's father... Um, the last days of his life, I was very blessed to be able to share the gospel with him. And he came to know the Lord, and, and you could, he was in a hospice, in a hospital, in a hospice room, and you could feel the presence of Jesus in that room. He was so close. It was so special. But that night when he passed away, I prayed and I asked God, where is he? Where is he? So I'm sleeping. I don't know whether I was sleeping or whether I seen a dream or I had a dream or whether I had a vision. But the, what it was I seen was my, my father-in-law loved trains, engines. So here I see this vision of a train coming down out of heaven, and it came down to this platform. 
And on this platform was Debbie's mother and father. Debbie's father got on the train, and the train went up to heaven. And Debbie's mother stayed on the platform. That spoke two things to me. One, that I knew where he was. I knew where he was. That brought so much comfort to me. I knew that he was with Jesus. And the second thing was, I knew that someday he was coming back for Debbie's mom, because that's where she was too. She had, she had that relationship, she has that relationship with God. Comfort, the Lord, we wanna hear God's voice because he brings comfort to us. Someone else, is, this, is there anything else you want? It? Why would you wanna hear God's voice? Hope, that's right, you have hope, and that's our anchor, yeah? Very good. Uh, another one? To build a relationship with him? That's right. Another one is to warn us. We, when you want to hear God's voice, times of warning. Maybe I could share a, um, a, 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 a something that happened to us. Um, about 20 years ago, we, we went down to this uh, conference in Virginia. And we were traveling with three other families. And we were traveling in a convoy. So I was leading. And when I, now we're going about, what, 55 miles an hour, probably more than that, maybe 60, 65 miles an hour down the States. And, but whenever I changed lanes, I would give everybody the room to change lanes, you know, like, so we could all, and we wouldn't lose, get lost. So we're traveling in this one in this lane, the inside lane here, and all of a sudden the voice came to me, change lanes. Change lanes. So I signaled and we all changed lanes. And within half an hour, probably half a mile up the road, there was a boulder on the road. This is down in Virginia through the mountains. There was a boulder on the road the size of a car. And if I didn't respond to the voice of God, my whole family, we would have ran into that. It was like in a wall. And probably all the three cars behind me, would have all, we would all hit that wall when all died. The voice of God warns you. Give me another, another story if I could. Debbie shared this um, with me, and I hope I could, you know, sometimes I don't get things quite right. I'd like her to share, but okay, I'll share it. Because she's going to share something later. So she was in, it was some special day in Hagersville. I'm not sure what day it was, but she had three, our three, two children with her. I'm messing up already. Okay, here we go. I'm messing it up already. She's coming to the front. Okay. Honest, he, he's he, I said I wasn't up for sharing, and he, he got me up here last night, too. Um, this was actually quite a serious day. That's why I wanted to share it. Um, it was Agricultural Day in Hagersville, so a lot of you will be familiar with that. And I just had Nancy, and uh, we were my neighbor. And, you know, you walk around, and I went like this for one second. I turned one page of a recipe book like this, and I turned back, and Nancy was gone. So that's, you know, of all the nightmares, we all have... Parents, we have nightmares. Here it was happening. 
So I started screaming for Nancy, looking for Nancy. I went straight to the police little, you know, this little booth there. And I'm telling him that I want my daughter. And a man appears and he said, there's a little girl over on the highway standing there. So the police shot towards the highway and me, I'm a good Canadian. I stopped to turn to thank the man and I turned like, this is all in a split second and he was not there and I looked and he was not there anywhere to be seen. So then of course I ran to the highway and Jasmine was across, pardon me Jasmine, Nancy was across the highway standing on the corner crying and the police just and grabbed her and brought her back to me. And um, you would think that's the end of the story, happy ending, I know I've got my daughter back, everybody was safe and sound, but for years and years and years, that just bothered me and I had guilt, I just, how could I lose her, everything like that, and Lord, I just couldn't get over it, so I, I constantly, I was praying to the Lord, and finally one day, he said, you know, I want you to think back about this whole memory, and when you turned to thank that man, and he disappeared, and you never saw him, he said, that was my angel. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I still wasn't comforted. I still, the thought of Nancy, I mean, how did she get across that highway? And um, anyways, he just, I just saw him like this. Nancy was standing on the corner crying, and his arms were on each side of her like this. And he was keeping away all the cars, every person. Because when, when we saw her, no, it, everybody ignored her. There was no, can you imagine a little three-year-old girl crying on the corner? And people just walked right by. But he just showed me he was there like this keeping everybody away and just until the we got there. Thank you, dear. It's good. Good job, Mary. <laughs> Here she heard the voice of God. It was through an angel. However it came, the voice of God came and warned her. It brought protection, right? The word of God. It is so important for us to hear God's word. God wants to speak to us. Imagine your own children. If your own children weren't listening to what you're saying, and there are so many things you want to tell them, but they're not listening, and they don't want to listen. In our lives, right now, the Heavenly Father wants to speak to you about life, whether it be direction, comfort, warnings, protection. God has a plan for you. Uh, Debbie, could you bring up uh, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, please? Now, this is out of the Message Bible, and it says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. God has a plan <clears throat> for you, okay? And he wants to lead you into this. He also wants you to hear his voice and lead you. Just like I shared about Jesus with his sheep, my sheep hear my voice and they follow. Well, God has a plan for you, and he wants to direct you in this. He wants to bring you into it. How important it is to hear his voice during these times. Now, first of all, you need to ask yourself this question. Am I a child of God? Am I a child of the Heavenly Father? This is very important. Because, you know, Jesus says, my sheep, they follow me. You have to be part of that shepherd. You have to be part of that uh, flock. Um, 
But Jesus, Jesus said to the Pharisees, and this is very quite inter- interesting, the Pharisees and Sadducees in the time when Jesus was not upon the earth, the Pharisees and Sadducees were religious men who practiced all these laws um, that were given years, year, hundreds and hundreds of years back. They practiced all these laws. And Jesus said to them, they said to Jesus, well, we are the sons of Abraham. But Jesus said to them, your father is a devil. Wow, Jesus said that. Your father is a devil. But this is, Jesus went on to say that whatever is born of flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of spirit is spirit. Jesus, Jesus was saying to them, there's one thing, either you're born of the, either your heavenly father is heavenly father or your father is the devil. It doesn't matter what you've been born into, it's what your spirit is born into. Now Jesus, you know, uh, Jesus came to this earth as we, as we know, and he, he died before us, and we, 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 were, we sang about that. But we need to recognize what Jesus did on the cross. We need to recognize it. We need to confess what Jesus did on the cross. And we need to accept what Jesus did on the cross. When we have done this, it's like his spirit is born into us. And we become a child of the Heavenly Father. I don't want to get into too much detail with that, but that is it in a nutshell. But the key thing here is now we become a son or a daughter of the Heavenly Father. And he desires to speak to us. Now, Jesus, Jesus said, you know, um, in Matthew chapter 13, I'm not going to go into that, Debbie, just okay. You know, I don't bring it up, but I'm going to paraphrase it. In chapter, Matthew chapter 13, verse, verses 9 through 16, Jesus talked about hearing and seeing. Jesus said they, they hear, it says, um, they have ears to hear, but they don't hear. And they have eyes to see, but they don't see. And Jesus was talking about, you know, spiritually not, not seeing the kingdom of God. So, for example, Jesus said to Peter, Peter, who do people say I am? He said this to all the disciples. Who do people say I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus said, well, my, no man has showed you this but my heavenly Father. So it's like Jesus said they have ears to hear, but they don't hear. And they have eyes to see, but they don't see. It's talking about the kingdom of God. It's talking, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. Let me give you an example of Elijah. Elijah. The king of uh, the uh, king of Assyria sent his army to surround Elijah because Elijah was telling the Israelites where they were attacking each time. So they sent the whole army and they surrounded the town where Elijah was. And Elijah's servant came in and said, "The Assyrian army is out there." Elijah said, "Go back out." And look. 
Elijah's servant went back out and looked, and he seen the angels of God standing around in front of all this Assyrian army. It's like Debbie was sharing about the protection around Nancy. Well, the eyes, see that the eyes that Elijah had, he could see God's hand. He could see the power of God. He could see how they were, he was protecting him. So it's, it's one thing to see, but do we see what God is doing, the Heavenly Father is doing before you and in your life? Do you hear what God is speaking to you in your life and around? He is always speaking, but are we tuned in to what he's saying? Have you ever... This happens to me a lot of times, and I'm sorry to say this, but I, somebody might be talking to me. You know, they're telling me stuff, but I'm not listening. Because I got so many things I'm, I got so many things I'm doing. You probably relate to, relate to this. Eh? I got so many things happening in my life and in, in my day. They'll be talking to me, and I'm thinking about this over here. Does that happen to you? Some people are talking to you, and you're not listening. Well, it's the same thing with God. He's speaking to us, but we're not listening. <laughs> and you know, it's a shame we're not listening. <laughs> you have to train yourself, and, I, and you have to expect. Let me say that when I go into prayer, and I spend time each day with God, you know, and I bring these petitions before him, but it's not just asking God to do this, asking God to do this, asking God to move in my family. There's something happening within my family. Okay, there's, I'm not talking about my family, but I know the sister shared about what something's happening within her family. We can pray about different things, but what is God, what, what is God saying about that situation you're praying into? He wants to be a part of it. He wants to bring victory into that situation. He wants to bring restoration. Jesus said, or Heavenly Father, it says in Nehemiah, it says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to direct you in how to work in that situation, how to pray about that situation. So, that leads me to the next question. How do we hear the voice of God? How do we hear the voice of God? Number one, number one is by spending time with God. That's how Peter knew that he was the Messiah, the Son of God. Because he was spending time with Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the Heavenly Father, revealed to him who Jesus was. So number one, we need to spend time with the Father. We need to spend time with him. We need to pray in it. Through your day, expect to see him. Expect to see. When you pray about something, I'm serious. When you pray about something, expect it to change or expect to see God change it. You will see it. You will see it happen. Number two, how do we hear the voice of God? The Holy Spirit is in, is in us. And the Holy Spirit, it talks about in Corinthians, the Holy Spirit reveals the mysteries of God to us. The Holy Spirit will speak to us what is upon the heart, the heart of the Father. 
the Holy Spirit. And number two, that's one way of hearing the voice of God. Another way of hearing God's voice is through the Word of God. Through the Word of God. I have been, I read the Word like every day. I read the Word. And at times, something happens in my day, and I've read about it before. And it's like God has spoke, spoke something to me in the morning, and it happens in the afternoon. Let me give you an example. We, uh, when we were younger, Debbie, Debbie and I, like, we had a family, and I had a car, and I used to, you know, I needed that car to go have, drive to Esso and back to go to work. Well, she was home with three children, and she needed a car. So my mother had a car, and I bought her off her, and I fixed it up, and it took me a month to fix it up, okay? I got it fixed and registration and all that. And all of a sudden, I'm reading that morning that if your brother doesn't, doesn't have a, a jacket and you have two jackets, you give him a jacket. I said, okay. So I went to Debbie and I said, Debbie, uh, I feel God is telling me to give Tim this car. So now get this. Tim is at work. Maybe the day before, he's saying to his, men, his uh, guys he works with that he's in need of this car. He's in need of a car to get back and forth to work. And, oh, yeah, how are you, you going to get a car? Well, God's going to give me a car. Oh, yeah, sure he is. The next day, I go to Tim and I said, Tim, I feel the Lord is telling me to give you this car. You see, the Lord was working in him and the Lord was working in me also, in us. God speaks to you through his word. Another time I was in prayer over something with regards to my family, and it was time I felt it was so serious I need to pray, I need to go into fasting about it. And I was going to fast for three days. So I'm reading through the scriptures, and it talks about Elijah speaking to the Assyrian king about the Assyrians that are the, the Israeli king because the Assyrians are about ready to attack them. And Elijah told the king, shoot your arrows in your quiver, shoot them into the air. So a quiver has got six arrows in it, eh? He shoots three arrows into the air. And Elijah said, because you only shot three arrows, you're only going to win three battles. You should have shot all six and then won the war. So I was going to fast three days. I fasted six days. And at every morning when I came before the Lord, he showed me what to pray for that day, what to stand against. At the end of six days, there was a big breakthrough in my family. I mean, I seen the hand of God move. So what I'm, what I'm saying to you is, it's so important to get into God's word and hear God's voice through that. He speaks to you through his word also. Okay. Another way God speaks to you, us, you, is through circumstances. We have things happening in your day, and you think, that's impossible. All these things line up, and you see God move in your day. I, um, last week, we were working, building this house, and this one cul-de-sac, okay? This one cul-de-sac, and it's got all these other whole big homes in it, 
and it's very neat and tidy subdivision. And here I'm going in there and digging this hole and trying not to ruffle any feathers. And I, I, you know, speak to the neighbors and all that. That day, I had an excavator digging a hole. I had bring some co concrete truck was coming. Trusses were coming, and steel beams were coming down this road. Okay, they're all all coming, and I knew they were coming. How do I control all this, you know, and not upset all the neighbors? But I'm going to tell you something. They came one in two hours. They came one after the other after the other. Didn't disrupt anything. It was perfect timing. And God said to me, you just have to trust in me. I am, yeah, like we're sharing. I am the God of the impossible. It, I could see it, it, it could only have been orchestrated by God. So God speaks to you through circumstances, things that happen around you. Do you recognize it? And you give thanks to God for that. Because he wants to be a part of your day. He is so important to, you, to him. And it should be that way for us too. Right? Other way God speaks to you is through dreams and visions and revelations. God speaks to you also through prophetic words. Now, I've had, you ever had people speak a prophetic word over you? Um, I know with Debbie and myself, I used to work for Siemens Westinghouse and I was assistant manager there. And there was a downturn in the economy. But anyways, before that, six months before that, we were at a prayer meeting in Port Dover, and this brother and sister came up to us and said, we feel God, we have a word for God, from God for you. And the word was that you're, about to, you're gonna start a business and that you're gonna need all kinds of money. And I couldn't relate to it. Because I'm working at Siemens Westinghouse at the time and had a great job there. But God knows he has a plan for me. He's a plan for you. And four or six months after that, there was a downturn in the economy. We were building 64 engines a year, and all of a sudden it dropped down to four engines a year. So how, do I, how would I know that? Okay? But they end up giving me a package so many months, and I was able to start my business and building homes. God knew. So there are, God speaks through prophetic words. Now I want to say something though. A lot of times one thing confirms the other. It's not just a prophetic word. It's like your Holy Spirit, the Spirit in you, which was the last thing God says that he puts, the peace of God will also guard your heart. The peace of God will speak to you also. If you're having... If you have a, a, someone speak a word over you and you don't have peace about it, then you need to either shelve it for a while or say, no, I don't believe that, you know? So the peace of God, it says in, in Corinthians, in Colossians, it's okay, okay, it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, um, to which also you were called in one body to be thankful. It says, let the, let the peace of God rule in your heart. So the peace of God, if you don't have peace about a situation, you're doing something in your life or something's, not, something's happening in your life and you don't have peace about it, 
That is the voice of God speaking to you to either say no or get out of that situation or if the peace of God is saying, yeah, I've got peace about this, then go into it. That is another way of God speaks to you through his voice. Now, um, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, pardon me, five, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, I'm going to read from the Ever Lib, Everyday Living Bible. And this is a warning to us that we could miss rich life principles if we don't listen, if we don't have a listening attitude. So here it says, Concerning this, we have much to say, which is hard to explain. Since you have become dull in your spiritual hearing and sluggish, even sluggish in achieving spiritual insight. Do you know something? Our hearing or our affections for God can become sluggish. Really. Our hearing can become dull. And Paul is saying to the church here is that well, there's so many things I want, rich things I want to tell you about. And God would say the same thing. So many th- good things I want to tell you about. But, but your hearing is dull. You're sluggish. Your passion for me is not there. So that's something we need to examine. This, some things, there, here are some things that can stop us from hearing the voice of God. Okay, I talked to you about how to hear the voice of God. But here are some things that can stop you from hearing the voice of God. One thing is pride. Well, I know, I know, I know all the answer. I know all the answers, or I can do it myself. That's one one way. Pride. That's one way of not hearing God's voice. Another way is unforgiveness. If you have unforgiveness in your life towards a brother, a sister, a mother or father. Um, even towards God. This will stop you from hearing the voice of God. You need to choose to forgive. You need to choose to forgive God or forgive your brother or sister, your mother or father. When you do, when you speak that out, you'd be surprised. I was working with one sister, just a short blurb here. I was working with this one sister. Her, her and her sister, stepsister had spoke to each other for five years. And I was working with her, and I got her to a place of choosing to forgive her. That next day, her stepsister called her and asked her to forgive her. You see what happens? God, it's miraculous. But anyways, that's one thing that can stop you from hearing the voice of God. Another thing is fear. Fear can stop you from hearing the voice of God. You get so many fearful in your life, and these things can stop you. So, um, anyways, I guess the children are getting getting restless down there. Um, I'm going to just close in one more. And and one thing is that is um, Hebrews chapter 4. It says in chapter 4, verse 2, Deb, can you bring this one up? This is important. I believe this is important. We read this. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, 
But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Not being mixed with faith. If the God, if Father, Heavenly Father is speaking to you a word, but you're not stepping out in faith in doing what he says, it doesn't profit you. It will not profit you. Right? So the word needs to be mixed with faith. When you step out in faith, you will see the hand of God move. You'll see the hand of God move in your, in your life. Um, and David seen this so much. David always inquired of the Lord. Whenever he went into battle, he inquired of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him how to go into this battle, how to win this battle. He seen and he heard the voice of God, and God helped him in every situation in his life. One last thing I'm going to share, and that was when Jesus spoke to those lepers. Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, and there was ten lepers at the gate, and they said to Jesus, have mercy on us, Lord. And Jesus said, go to the priest, and whatever the priest tells you, do it. So these 10 lepers got up, and they started, they headed towards going to see the priest. It says that as soon as they moved out, they began, they were healed on the way. They were healed on the way. So, you hear God's word mixed with faith and obedience. There is victory. There is healing. And you will see the, the miracles of God. You will see the mountains move. Okay? So, um, I just want to encourage you with that in doing also. So, so it's hearing, having faith, and doing. And you will see the God of miracles move in your life in a powerful way. So that's all I, I kind of closed kind of quickly there, but um, I believe you got the message here. So I, maybe we could all stand. We could all stand because I believe God is speaking, and that is our hearing, our hearing for him and our eyes for him. We're hearing. Sure, we can hear, but we're not hearing what he's saying to us. We're not seeing what, he's, what, he's, what he wants to reveal to us. And I believe things have gotten into our ways. Things have gotten into our life. And we're not having fellowship with him. I shared with you different ways of having, hearing the voice of God, spending time with him, reading his word. So let's just go before the Lord. And I, if you're willing to have a sincere heart, go before God with, right now you will hear the voice of God. You will see the voice of God. You will see the hand of God move in your life. I just want you to be sincere in this prayer, okay? Heavenly Father, I thank you. You are our Father. And I thank you for your love for us and our passion for us. You just don't want us to just be in one place. You just want us to live stagnantly. You want us to have life and life more abundantly. And Heavenly Father, we have allowed things to get into the way of hearing and stepping out in obedience to what your, your voice require us to do. And I just, Lord, we'd like to come to you and ask you for forgiveness for this. Lord, there are things that have stopped us from hearing your voice. 
And Lord, we just like to release those things to you right now. And we declare that we, have free, we forgive. We choose to forgive in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we just ask your Holy Spirit now would just come into us and excite us and allow us to behold and see how exciting your kingdom is. And just ask, Holy Spirit, you would lead us into the kingdom of God. And to the, we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, for the glory of you, Heavenly Father, and for the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we ask this, amen.